today I promise you an amazing thing is going to happen. The most important process in the world. You, a human being, are going to change. Whether you like it or not, whether you want to or not, for better or for worse, can't help it. On the outside, but more importantly, on the inside. By accident or on purpose, when you go to bed tonight, you're going to be one day different than you were when you got started. And by the way, you will never get the chance to do this day again. So let's make it count. Let's ask for God's help. We're talking about our character, which is the great gift that you will give with your life to God, to the world, to other people, as well as to yourself. And the invitation today is choose your mask carefully. I'll get to what that means. When I was with a group of friends quite recently, I mentioned this to you, we were talking about heroes. And my friend Murph, I've known him since we were in college together, said, I've only had two heroes my whole life long. One is my grandma. She's my hero because she kept us kids together. Murph went through real difficult, painful situation with his family and a divorce. And there was a grandmother who sacrificed a great deal to keep those kids connected with each other and in a sense of family. And then the other one was this quite obscure Greek New Testament professor um, who all of us around the table had been marked by. When Murph looked around, he saw four of us are teaching like our hero taught. Three others of us were pastors, and pastors are kind of a form of teacher. So we had all been, one guy's a doctor, you can't win them all. But all of us had been marked so deeply by this person. And it struck me when Murph was talking that there's a difference often between uh, public heroes people who are famous that we all admire versus private uh, people that we actually really know well. Public heroes are often folks that are marked by big accomplishments and big lives and lots of grit, and we see outwardly what they have done, but we don't know them. There's a difference often with that grandma, that teacher, and I want to get to what that is. Uh, a book that I think I've mentioned, if I haven't yet, it's called The Character Gap by uh, philosopher Christian Miller. The Character Gap, how good are we? Now, that's an intriguing question that we will come back to. But he talks in there about what qualifies a trait in our life to be a virtue. He says it's an inner disposition that leads to a good action, generosity or so. Um, so if there's a woman, he says, named Beth, who hears about some refugees who are suffering and she goes to try to help them out, that's a good thing to do. Can we determine then that she has the virtue of compassion? Well, not yet, he says, because what if she goes there and she's kind of braggy and superior and taking selfies of herself being so wonderful to these people? So, no, it has to be a good action that's carried out in an appropriate way. Now, if that happens, can we determine that she has the virtue of compassion? No, he says, because uh, she might at the same time actually be quite uncaring towards her fellow classmates if she's in school or towards a brother who is struggling or ignore or even participate in bullying online. So this has to be a trait that is demonstrated across different situations, different relationships in quite a stable way that lasts over time. So now, if that condition is satisfied, can we determine that she has the virtue of compassion? No, he says, because of one other reason. Uh, the mere behavior, no matter how admirable and consistent it might be, is never enough by itself to qualify us as compassion, as compassionate people. 
If Beth, for example, only d- did these things with the goal of benefiting herself, if she were to say to these refugees, I'm doing this because it'll look really good on my resume or because I want to get into a really good school. If it's motivated by egoism, then it's not virtue. It's not a character that we would admire. It has to be altruistic. It has to be done for another person. Christian Miller has this little recurring series of pictures, somebody writing out a check to give money to charity. Check's a little piece of paper people used to use to give away money, but we don't have time for that. And with each one of these four pictures, there's a thought bubble in the person's mind when they're writing out this check. One is impress others. Another is relieve guilt. A third is tax deduction. Fourth one is stop starvation. Only that fourth one would be a genuine virtue because it's motivated by the desire to do something good. This gets deeply to what it means to be a person. We don't care about that with other beings, other creatures. With my dog, Baxter, if uh, I train him to roll over or sit up, I don't say, Baxter, I'm not going to reward you because you're just doing this for the food. You're not really doing it out of love. But with a person, the motive matters deeply. Now, part of what that means is it's very difficult for us to ever know if somebody is truly virtuous, if they're growing a great character. And that's one of the reasons why I think Uh, Our private heroes often tend to be quite humble people because we're looking at, we get to know them well because we watch them and we know what's going on inside them, what's motivating them. In a way, with famous people, we never know. An additional difficulty is it's hard for me to know what's motivating my own self. One question you might ask yourself is, what disappoints you? Because when you're disappointed, then you'll know that probably some motivating force in your life got blocked. A motive is the desire that energizes my heart. So early on, I went into church ministry and I thought, well, one advantage of that is at least I will be given great spiritually mature character. (laughs) Didn't quite work out that way. I found early on when I was working at a church, there was somebody else on staff, unbelievably charismatic, very gifted person. And there was an event going on at the church where this person's giftedness and charisma were being celebrated in a raucous, wild way. And instead of my entering into that great joy, I found myself thinking, well, I wish that was coming to me, not to him. And so I discovered a good deal of my motivation. Generally, motivation for us is quite mixed. I discovered when I saw that I was disappointed and envious because applause was going to somebody else. Even though I'm talking to people about the humble, self-sacrificing, self-giving love of Jesus, apparently a good chunk of my motivation is to get them to applaud for me. So uh, a place to begin in this journey is to uh, be quite open. Don't deny when I run into impure motives on myself. Don't indulge them. Um, Don't dwell on them overly long. Just simply be curious about them. Be aware of them. And then, and then, and then, because I can't choose my motives. I can choose my action. I can't choose my motive because my motive is an emotional reality. Here's what I can do. I can act as if I was a person of good character. I can act as if I was somebody who was humble. I can act as if I was somebody who was generous. Um, Frederick Buechner Uh, wrote a wonderful book called Telling the Truth. And here's part of what he writes. 
In The Happy Hypocrites, a short story, Max Birbaum tells about a rake named Lord George Hall. Man, there's a bug here. Uh, debauched and profligate, who falls in love with a saintly girl. And in order to win her love, covers his bloated features with the mask of a saint. The girl is deceived and becomes his bride. They live together happily until a wicked lady from Lord George Hell's wicked past turns up to expose him for the scoundrel she knows him to be and challenges him to take off his mask. So sadly, having no choice, he takes it off. And lo and behold, beneath the saint's mask is the face of the saint he has become by wearing it in love. So, choose your mask carefully. Today, live as if you had the virtue of humility or the virtue of generosity or the virtue of honesty. What would somebody do if they had a good character? And I can choose to enter into that act. Now, this is called happy hypocrite. You might wonder, uh, what's the difference between hypocrisy versus acting as if? That's a good question. A uh, writer that I read some time ago said the difference is this. A hypocrite has no intention of becoming what he's pretending to be. But when I act as if, I have a different posture of the will. My goal now is not to fool other people and make them think I'm different than I actually am. I, I genuinely, I'm living with a surrendered will. I want to become an honest person or a humble person, or a, a non-envious person, or a patient person. And so I ask for God's help. And here's the other key. We're not able to change our character. It's always a miracle when it happens. Lord George Hell takes off the mask, and miracle of miracles, he has become what it is that he was trying to live as though he were one of those. Um, always God does it. We grow, we learn, we develop by pretending. Little children pretend until they grow into it. C.S. Lewis writes about this. Um, uh, when a parent's teaching a child to speak, it does that by pretending that the child is able to understand until one day the child can. God looks at us and he sees in us, speaks to that higher person that we are not yet, but we might one day become. And when we humbly act as if and ask for God's help, a change happens. I can't, he can, I think I'll let him. Go, be changed. Hey, it's Tim. Thanks again for joining us. If you want more information, you can check out becomenew.com. If you'd like to receive an alert anytime a new episode is released, let us know at becomenew.com slash subscribe. If you've got a prayer request and you'd like someone to pray for you, reach out to us by texting that request to the number 855-888-0444. There's a group of us that meet every day, Monday through Friday, to pray over your requests. We look forward to hearing from you. We'll catch you next time.